The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Overtime Open Line is brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. Now, from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center, Reed, Reed Wilkins, Wilkins on, on Oilers, Oilers Radio. Radio. 6.30 chat. Jacob Markstrom will be the starter this year in Vancouver. Nielsen, the backup. Ratty on a two-on-one dish. Gets it back. One-timer score. There's the hat trick for Ty Ratty, set up by McDavid. His lights-out preseason continues. And it's lights-out for Vancouver. Nothing. Edmonton, 8.44 to play. Well, call it a rat trick. Ty Raddy gets three tonight. Yessi Pugliarvi scores twice. Oscar Clefbaum adds one late. And the Edmonton Oilers blow out the Vancouver Canucks 6-0 to improve to 4-1 and one in preseason action. The Oilers' right side was a question mark coming into preseason. And, hey... Yes, of course, it's preseason, but so far, so good. The Oilers have scored 27 goals in the preseason. 15 of them have come from Ty Ratty, Jesse Pugliarvi, and Kyler Yamamoto combined. Those three guys have combined for 15, seven now for Ratty, and four each for Pugliarvi and Yamamoto, who uh, did not score tonight playing on a line with Lucic and Dreisaitl. Cam Talbot had a very solid night in net, looking like the goaltender we saw a couple of years ago when the Oilers made the playoffs, just tidy, solid, quick. He makes 35 saves to get the shutout. Anders Nielsen in goal for Vancouver allowed six goals on 28 shots. Hey, thanks for tuning in tonight. It's 948 Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auction Broadcast Centre. You can reach the open line at 780-496-0063. You can text 630-630. We'll get to your feedback as we roll along here. We'll get post-game reaction from both dressing rooms. But the story continues to be Ty Ratty. What was he going to do? Was he going to make the most of this opportunity? Well, so far, so good. I mean, there's uh, he, he's made the most of the opportunity in the, in the preseason games he's gotten into. He scores three tonight. And again, he's able to score one when he's not on the ice with McDavid and and Nugent Hopkins. The first goal that came at 7.32 of the first period, that was with assists from Nugent McDavid. Uh, Nugent Hopkins on the right side, passing it forward on an angle to Raddy, who didn't fool around with it, got it on his stick, ripped it right into the top corner over Nielsen's shoulder. Then he's on the power play late in the second period, and uh, that was one that had Bouchard, Pugliarvi, Kara, Yamamoto, and Raddy, and it wasn't a great power play by the Oilers. The first unit, the five left shots, uh, didn't do much on that one. The second unit got out there and wasn't doing too much with the puck, and then Kara in the corner kind of able to uh, get a puck bounce off him. Yamamoto chopped at it to keep it alive. It goes to Raddy right in front of the net, and that was one that I'm sure Andres Nielsen would, would want back. That one squeaked through him, but that's how it's been going for Ratty. Let's go live to Oilers head coach Todd right, McClellan. Kind of a positioning question uh, coming into preseason. And what have you thought about uh, the production, especially tonight, getting four goals out of that side? Well, I think we have to look at it beyond tonight. The overall training camp has been, um, you know, if there's a position, that's been the strength of our team right now is those right wingers. Bringing them in, having a chat with, with uh, a group of them. They've... Um, They've understood where they're at. They understand some of the things they need to do. They've taken advantage of the position they've been put in. 
and they all look confident. So that's a, uh, to this point, we've turned what we considered a weakness into a strength. Um, other areas of our game we still need to work on, but um, uh, check mark to the right wingers at this point. We were just talking about Ratty a few nights ago, another hat trick tonight. Just from a confidence standpoint, um, you know, he seems to, you know, the confidence in his game right now is obvious, but what are you seeing and just how far he's come in that standpoint? Well, I go back to the last 15 games of the, the season last year when he was given the opportunity that he, he built a sense of belonging with the team. Um, he built a sense of confidence. He went home and he worked harder in the summer than he ever has. And he's getting paid back in, in big dividends for it right now. Uh, confident at camp. He hasn't uh, wavered or lost that position. He was challenged a little bit. Um, I also see a, a, a direct, a straightforward, make good, smart plays, shoot the puck. Um, Nugent and um, Connor do a lot of the, the maneuvering, the working around. When he gets it on his tape, he's not afraid. He fires it. And um, there's nothing wrong with that. That's, that's a real smart way to play, I think, with those two. Todd, uh, what can you say about that? Looking at Raddy's uh, ice time, last week it was at 10 and a half. He had five points. Today, about 15 minutes, three goals. What can you say about the efficiency of 97, 93, and 8? Well, it's exhibition season there. We're spreading ice time out. We've got to get a, a whole team ready. Uh, we're not going to double or triple shift players at this point. Uh, maybe as the, as the exhibition season wears on, eventually those guys are going to have to get up to 22 minutes a night. And that ice time is going to come from other players as long as they're playing well. Um, so right now the efficiency rate is is high. Um, I was happy that both teams iced more of an NHL uh, roster tonight. It was a better evaluator for us. And um, you know, as the, the the rest of this week rolls on, we're going to see better teams, and um, the cream will rise to the top eventually. Todd. Jesse looks faster, and he seems like he wants the puck more in this preseason. Is that certainly tonight? I thought. Um, I would agree. Assessment. I think he's very much like Ty Ratty. He's confident. He feels good where he is. Uh, he doesn't have to defer to anybody. He uh, he likes playing in that situation, and uh, looks like he's really enjoying the game. Um, Again, I haven't seen him try and do anything really cute. I just see him getting the puck and wanting to fire it at the goaltender and playing straightforward, heavy, uh, aggressive hockey. Um, he's been rewarded with that as well. So Ty's got that, and uh, Yamo even has that. Um, Jesse's got that going. Um, it doesn't have to be cute. It just needs to be hard and straight, and uh, those three are doing it. Cam Talbot, another solid game for you, Todd, so far in the preseason. And after how last season went for him, he talked about the importance of a good start. What, have you seen anything you know, different from him last year? Is it, is it just a, a confidence issue for, for Talbot? Or what have you noticed that's allowed him to be much sharper earlier? Uh, to be perfectly honest, he um, is carrying himself the same way. He looks the same. He... Uh, He's got the same smile, the same approach to practice. His work habits are the same. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's maybe a little bit cleaner in his crease on the rebounds. He's able to smother stuff. Um, I'd like to think we're playing a little bit better in front of him, yet we gave up some, some grade-A chances again that I think are preventable, uh, which we have to clean up. But um, there's not a dramatic 
uh, change. It's not like a brand new human being walked in the room with a new technique or anything like that. He's, he's very much calm, and uh, perhaps that's a good thing. Uh, normally wouldn't ask this after a 6 nothing win, but bigger picture question about your power play tonight. Top unit maybe struggled a little bit to get control and set up. You're trying different looks this year. What are you seeing overall? And, and well, what, in my opinion, we didn't have a good night on the power play. We were two for four. We had three shots total. Uh, we didn't execute the way we wanted to. Um, and uh, there, there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. Now, um, if you're having an off night and you stick with it and you find players that can score ugly, um, you need that. Last year when we had an off night, we didn't find players that could score ugly. And it would end up being 0 for 8, 0 for 10, 0 for 15 runs. Um, I'd like us to be able to, to um, command the momentum of a game on the power play. We didn't do that tonight, but we also had uh, the cleanup crew that came in and cleaned up. So that's a step in the right direction. Do you think with the five left shots that it will maybe take a little bit of time for the guys to work that out and figure out where the, the spot is? I think it will. Um, you know, we had a very, we faced a very good penalty kill tonight. They were very well prepared and they executed well. Um, our first, in my opinion, anyhow, our first live look at real good penalty killers, prepared veteran type players, and um, they got the better of us. But uh, we'll need to work on it for a while. We'll need to uh, to increase our confidence level there, and um, we'll get it. We'll get it eventually. Todd, uh, Oscar got one late in the game. Uh, what can you say about Clefbaum and Larson on the back end? Um, well, I thought Clef and Lars uh, were much better as the night went on, and I think sometimes it shows that those, play those type of players only have played one exhibition game. Uh, they didn't get to wade into it with uh, the mixed-up lineups. They faced some good players, and and I thought early in the game they uh, fidgeted around a little bit, and we turned it over. But as the night went on, they they settled in and and started to um, to take those heavier minutes on and be much more productive. Clough rewarded with a uh, with a goal there at the end, and uh, Lars played his typical hard game. But it took him a little while to get going. You had three guys in the lineup on your blue line, Todd, that are kind of battling probably for that sixth and seventh spot on your roster, Garrison, Yarabek, and Bouchard. Uh, how tight of a, an evaluation is that right now? And did you see uh, anyone who stood out for you of those three tonight? Uh, tight, very tight. Um, there's not much separating them. We've got to look at development opportunity. We've got to look at uh, the type of ingredient that individual can bring. Um, we've got to look at a, a number of other different things, um, righties, lefties. So there's some variables that are going to go into this final decision. And um, I'm not sure that the final decision will be the final decision. It can vary throughout the year. Um, we think we have uh, uh, one or two real good defensemen playing in the American League right now and Gravel and, and Lowe uh, and, and some others. Uh, but they could have very easily stayed here and, and continued to battle in the mix. But uh, we'd like them to be playing. We'd like them to be uh, preparing. Um, if it doesn't work here, they're, they're our go-to guys. And um, I'd rather have them playing down there than maybe sitting up here as, a, as an extra. Uh, that said, uh, tonight was an opportunity to give uh, Bouchard, uh, uh, you know, with, with uh, Chris Russell, 
two guys on their on their strong side. What did you see in that pair? Uh, you seemed like you were intrigued about uh, Billy playing. Well, I, I said it this morning. I wouldn't read a lot into the pairs other than left and right. Um, Let's assume that both those players are going to be on our team. Will they play together? I don't know that yet. But it, it gives us an opportunity to look and evaluate. Do they do they complement each other? Do they uh, do they communicate well? Are they in the right spots? Are they uh, you know are, are they comfortable with each other? We needed to find that out. Um, I thought tonight was a fairly good night for that pair. So uh, we'll have to watch it again. We'll look at look at it a lot closer, um, and uh, the video will tell us a little bit more. Can I fast forward a little bit for uh, now in the time you um, are you didn't evidence itself tonight, but are you a little concerned that uh, you know guys can sort of have their heads headed toward that plane more than the last two games you're going to play? Yeah, we're coaches. We're always concerned about probably way too many things, but um, all my years in the league, my experience tells me that it's hard sometimes for star players to play these games. They're trying to get their games ready. They're trying to feel good. They're trying to stay healthy. They know what's ahead of them. Um, we're, we're trying to fix some things. We're trying to motivate a little bit, but we've got to watch how hard we push those guys right now. And um, our whole group is getting prepared to get on a plane Saturday. There's no doubt there's going to be a little bit of a distraction. I'd much rather have that occur in an exhibition season. Um, we will begin as early as tomorrow to adjust, to prepare for our, uh, our trip to Europe and our first two points that we've got to go there and compete for. So uh, we'll back practices up. We'll start practicing early in the morning. Our message will affect their mindset as well. Uh, but I'm a big believer that those points are a lot more important than what we'll see here over the next two days. Now, that doesn't mean we don't perform. That doesn't mean we don't work hard and prepare and do all the things we need to do. Uh, but even some of the things that the coaching staff, the trainers and sleep people and all that type of uh, expertise are telling us is going to affect or begin to take their minds to... Uh, to uh, Germany and Sweden, but um, that's okay. We'll be professionals, we'll practice well, we'll try and play well. How much of a benefit do you think it'll be uh, that you've uh, coached a world championship team over in Prague and, and dealt with a lot of those uh, logistic things that are going to be a little different? Well, you know what, that, that will help a little bit. We've got a, a coach on our staff that coached over there. Um, we have a number of players that have gone over there internationally world juniors, uh, world championships, Olympics, that type of thing. Um, so we feel comfortable that a lot of players have, have felt that flight. They felt the adjustment. Um, when you go over there for, for those other types of tournaments, it's short term. Um, your schedule usually builds. Ours is uh, short term and bang, it's going to hit us. Uh, you don't get to wade your way into a tournament. We're going to play a, a game against a, a good German team. My experience tells me we'll be sluggish, we'll be slow. I hope we're not. But when we went with San Jose, we played Mannheim. We had a hell of a time just keeping up with them. Um, it takes a little while for the body to adjust. And then all of a sudden we're going to play a game that, that's real important for two points and we're done. So we go all the way there for that and come back. You, uh, you've the the Team Canada thing with uh, Hockey Canada. They do a lot of uh, 
team building. All right, those are live comments from Oilers head coach Todd McClellan as they whip the Vancouver Canucks 6-0 tonight. Talking a little bit about the Europe trip coming up, but a lot of the focus tonight's game, Ty Raddy gets a hat trick, and McClellan said it early in uh, the scrum there. He looks like a very confident player. He gets the puck and he fires it, and Raddy's definitely come in with that mentality get to the right spot on the ice, be available for Nugent Hopkins and McDavid, and get the puck on net. And the first, his first goal tonight of the three, that's very much w- what he did. Uh, McDavid and Nugent Hopkins get the assist. Raddy got into an open spot, didn't fool around with the puck, whipped it on net, and, and in it goes. And that's been a, a theme with a lot of players, not all of them, but a lot of players who have played with McDavid or Dreisaitl or Nugent Hopkins over the year is that they, they fooled around with the puck, dusted it off, didn't one time. It took too long to get the shot away. Well, Raddy's not doing that. He gets the shot away quick, and it's been paying off. Yessi Puliyarvi scores twice. His most spectacular play of the game he didn't score on. He came out of the penalty box in the second period and uh, had a one-on-one on Derek Pouliot and completely barreled around him and flipped the puck off the goalpost. And uh, McClellan said that he seems faster, uh, he wants the puck more, he looks more confident as well. And I got to say, Pugliarvi looks completely transformed to me. It looks like he wants the puck. When he gets it, he knows what he wants to do with it. There's no hesitation. He says, I'm going or I'm passing it to this guy or I'm taking the shot, and he's initiating the play. So that's very promising there as the Oilers beat the Canucks 6-0. Reed Wilkins with you. It's 10:03 Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auction Broadcast Center. Post-game reaction coming up from both dressing rooms. You can get me at 780-496-0063, and we'll welcome Rob. Rob to the show. Hi, Rob. Thank you for calling. Rob is not there. Do we have Tony still hanging around? Yes, we do, boys. Hi, Tony. Go ahead. Um, I want to ask you guys this because I've been. I was reading what made David say before season starts. Do you think that uh, Lucic actually has gotten faster? Because it looks like he has, in my opinion. I'm not sure, Tony. I, I mean, I, I don't doubt the players who are on the ice, and yeah. and certainly they, they see it. I, I know, you know, he's apparently slimmed down a little bit. I'm, I'm personally not of the belief that he is going to get way faster at this point. I mean, he, he has a certain body type. He's a big guy. I mean, these guys are all pro athletes. It's not like they have multiple percentage of body fat that they can shed, right? Yeah. It's not like like I could lose, uh, you know, I could lose 15% body fat, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, they, they don't have that much. Um, I, I think for Lucic, I mean, I want to keep watching him throughout the season. I know one thing I want to keep an eye on is him switching back to a, a, a firmer stick with a, a, a stiffer shaft. Rob and I talked about that before last game, and Lucic said it helped him deflect in that power play goal a couple of games ago. I also think for Lucic, uh, he will look quicker and less clumsy with the puck if he gets center support, breaking the puck out of his own zone. I mean, last year he made a lot of poor passes, but he was also having to attempt 70, 80-foot passes because that's how they were breaking out. And then, you know, if he's actually got a, you know, if he's gained a half stride or something, then sure, that's going to help. But but I think I'm going to watch the stick and some of the support from his line mates as much as the as the speed because he's not all of a sudden going to turn into a burner. No. No, I just, I just wanted to know because, from, like, when I, like, there was one play during the game where 
he was actually keeping up with Leon Dreisaitl. I'm like thinking, is this? Is did he really actually, you know, get faster than the off season, or did, is it just he got or just he got a couple more strides? Yeah, I, I'll I'll keep I'll keep watching that. I and I mean with with him too. I think we're going to be using the, the word confidence a lot throughout the season. And, you know, Lucic has said how it got sapped out of him last season. And maybe if some things go right for him early and the team wins a few games, he's he's going to feel better about his game too. Because, I I, I mean, last year, sure, did he, did he look slow at times? Uh, absolutely. Is, is that why he missed three or four open nets in the second half of the season? I don't think that's speed. I think that's just a guy that was completely rattled as well. Tony, always good to hear from you. Yeah, I do, bro. 10-06, Oilers win 6 nothing over the Vancouver Canucks. They were able to net a couple of power play goals tonight. You all know the story. The Oilers' power play was worst in the entire National Hockey League last season. McClellan said in his interview he didn't actually like a, a lot of things about the power play. They only managed three shots on goal. Uh, actually, on the official score sheet, uh, actually give them four shots on goal. They they scored twice. I, I was talking about the, the ratty power play goal earlier. That actually wasn't a very good power play. Uh, there was another power play earlier in the second period where it, it took them a while to set up. Uh, actually, there was that one was the one they, they couldn't even get it over their own end for about the first 30 seconds of the power play. Vancouver was hemming them in and, and killing time in the corner, and Nugent Hopkins overskated a puck, and they had some issues there. Uh, Clefbaum did hit a post later on on that power play. Uh, I think... You know, hopefully it's, it should be a better power play than last season, as in not last would be better. We'll see if they can get up to maybe a, uh, a top 10 like they were a couple of years ago. It's going to be interesting to see how they do it with the five left shots on the first unit. Clearly, uh, Lucic is going to be the front of the net guy. I don't think they're going to want him handling the puck on the perimeter a lot. And that second power play tonight was Bouchard, Puglia-Yarvi, Kara, Yamamoto, and Raddy. Now, if Strom is, uh, when Strom is healthy, I'm going to assume he's going to be on that power play. Bouchard, I think he's got to be on the team to start the season. Uh, moves the puck well, has offensive awareness. He drew an assist on the uh, on Pugliarvi's first goal tonight. He gets the puck just inside his own blue line. He turns in one motion and gets a cross-ice pass through the neutral zone to McDavid, who is then able to flick it into a streaking Pugliarvi, who connects with the shot, and it's it's 3-0 Oilers, and they rolled from there. And that's the type of pass that, Mc, that Bouchard can make. He, he recognizes the passes that work through the neutral zone. He puts the proper touch on them, and it's, it's up ice quickly as opposed to the D-to-D passes. And I, I, that's another thing I'm going to watch for Edmonton this season. And I haven't seen a lot of it so far in the preseason, and I hope it continues when the, the games get tougher and the ice gets a little tighter out there, that they are not dawdling with the puck in their own end. And the D-to-D passes and, and the waiting really bogged the team down last season. Um, so hopefully with you know Bouchard and maybe a different mentality about getting that puck up ice, uh, they're going to be a, uh, an attacking team and play and play quicker. And and that's another thing. It's it's one thing to have fast skaters, but you can play quicker by getting the puck up ice. I saw good things in that area tonight. So I think that's another thing to to uh, to watch. Six nothing. The Oilers ring up the Canucks tonight. Raddy with three. Puliyarvi with two. Clefbaum also scored. And we'll go to Rob at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Hi Rob. Hey man, how's it going? 
doing quite well. It's going pretty good. I got a quick question with Clefbaum there. Um, what, what's his uh, contract for next year? Is he a UFA or is he... Uh no, no, he's still signed for a few more seasons. Uh, he makes just under $4.2 million per year. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to double-check the exact year uh, it expires, but he is. I think he's signed for four more years. I just got to yeah. double-check because I, I, uh, I don't... Ha- I'm, I'm hoping that he stays healthy. He's still signed for five more years. Pardon me. He's five. still signed for five more years at uh, 4.167 per season. Yeah. See, in the next couple of years after Nurse has done his uh, bridge contract, where is that money coming from for him to get the big bucks? That is, if he makes a good uh, season. Oh, for for Nurse to get his next contract? Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, what are some potential things there? Um, on are, def- we still uh, paying, uh, are we still paying for Fane right now in the HL? Fane's gone now. Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, I think he had a PTO with somebody. I can't remember with who. Yeah, I mean, Nurse's next contract. Uh, by that time, Secker will have a year left. Larson will have a year left. Russell will have a year left. Uh, Benning will be an RFA that same summer. Uh, so that's six guys right there. I mean, I guess you would see what happens uh, with, with, with Secker. Yeah. Um, you know, you'd see what happened with Russell. Uh, I mean, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves here, and, and the yeah. and the cap is going to go up. Exactly. And then maybe, I mean, maybe I mean, I'm just totally speculating here. Maybe by that point, you have some forwards on the team who are contributing on their UFAs. Maybe Benson, Maximoff, Safin pan out, and and then they're making you know the minimum, the the rookie salary, and there's a little more money from Nurse. So yeah, that's looking down the road a little bit. But Clefbaum's locked up till the summer of 23. And next year we're going to be going through the NHLPA and NHL contract negotiations again, correct? Well, yeah, you're right. There, well, yeah. there could be another lockout. Yeah. If you, <laughs> yeah. Geez, thanks for bringing the mood down, Rob. But no, <laughs> yeah, there there could be another lockout, and there's probably going to be an expansion team in Seattle. Yeah. So yeah, well, who do you lose in that? Let's hope uh, Ty Ratty kicks some butt this season and uh, gets what he needs to get out of the, out of the NHL here because um, he's got a lot of... Uh, I'm on the ice there. Well, He's Raddy's a down. yeah. Raddy's a great story so far. Rob, thanks a lot for calling. Appreciate it. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. You can also uh, text six thirty six thirty. This texture says, "I really like Alex Chason's game. McLeod and Yamamoto. Also, do you think Drake Kajula will have a spot, or even uh, should he deserve a spot on this team?" Well, I think McLeod will wind up in junior. I think Yamamoto will be here. Chase on, you know, might be able to push to get a contract out of this PTO. And, and I think Kajula uh, will be, I mean, Kajula will be on the team. But, but yes, he could be in a situation now that he's a, a 12, 13, 14 forward and isn't playing every night. I, I know he was uh, a little sick last week at the start of training camp, so he might still be, still be working through that. But... I mean, right now, with three preseason games left, I mean, you guys can tell me what you think, but it'd be pretty hard to send Yamamoto to the minors. I mean, I know he wasn't as dynamic tonight. I thought that line had some good shifts, uh, some lines were some shifts where they weren't as strong. Uh, I thought Yamamoto didn't look quite as assertive as he usually is. He might have to get used to playing with Lucic and Dreisaitl and, and realizing that sometimes it's okay for, for, for him to be the guy that initiates the play. But if Yamamoto's here, 
Reader gets bumped down to the third or fourth line, and then if Chason is signed, well, then yes, you're in a situation where where Kajula isn't isn't a regular. Uh, but I do think he will uh, he will be on the roster. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. You can also text six thirty six thirty. More post game reaction coming up. More of your uh, phone calls coming in as well. Oilers beat the Canucks six nothing. Canadian Brewhouse overtime open line from the Osmond Auction Broadcast Center. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Now, from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chan. Played along the boards for Kara. Good Branson and Delzato defending, and it's Delzato getting his stick on that pass from Kara. Nudged free for Yamamoto in front. Quick shot, ready, and it trickles home. Ty ready again. He just keeps scoring a hat trick tonight for Ty Ratty. He has seven goals in three preseason games. He helps the Oilers beat the Canucks 6 nothing. Let's go down to the Oilers' room. Here's number eight. It's confidence and feeling good, and it just seems to almost be getting better for you every game. A little bit, yeah. I think uh, confidence, it's one thing to talk about and say you can you can be here, you can be here, but it's another thing to go out there and do it. So uh, I keep saying this. I know it's exhibition. I know the points don't count, but uh, those wins matter in here, and, and uh, it's a good start to the season. It's often said about great players, and Crosby, it's been the case. You know, people talk about at times it's difficult to play with those guys, but it seems like for whatever reason, it seems pretty easy for you to play with with McDavid. Is is there a reason why you think that is? Uh, I don't know. Uh, he's a very good player to begin with, and so was Hopkins. So. Uh uh, I like to think of myself as, as a little bit high IQ, and, and I know what they want to do with the puck. I know they can both beat guys by themselves, so uh, get open, find open space, and, and, and when you got your chances, uh, you better be bearing them. Do you feel like there's an instinct? I mean, you've always been an offensive player. Um, you know, did you have to do things differently in recent years to try and to try and stay at the NHL level? Do you feel like there's a, a natural instinct that's kind of coming out in you again that, that that's been there all along? Yeah, for sure. Obviously, sometimes you're you're in different spots in the lineup, and and you have to find other ways to contribute to, to, to a winning team. And, and if you're not scoring goals, you better be doing something else, or they'll find someone else. Um, Luckily, I'm in the spot I am with two very good players, and I think I understand what my role is, and I think I understand what the coaches and, and what my line mates expect of me, and, and right now it's working. Some people will defer too much and keep dishing back, dishing back, dishing yeah. back, but you seem to have found the value in letting it rip too. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think I, I know my role. I think I'm, I'm supposed to be a shooter. I'm supposed to be getting the puck back for those guys, and um, it's just a confidence thing. I think uh, you, you got to shoot the puck. I think and that's, that's that's how it goes. So just stay in front, shoot the puck when you have your chances, and, and uh, good things will happen. Ty, uh, at start of training camp, uh, Todd McClellan mentioned that he wants to instill familiarity, keep guys together. How much of a factor has that played in your your success as well? Yeah, it's nice. Obviously, it's nice to come to the rink every day with the same line mates and maybe look over clips of the last game. Or, or, or whatnot and, and understand that you're still playing together and you'll still get in the game together so it does feel good um, just lucky for me I'm with the two guys I am right now and the line is clicking so uh, just got to keep it going and, and keep it going in the early season you said you forget what the quote was I think you said your dad can score 25 <laughs> how many could you score I don't know if my dad can score 25 but I think McDavid would still put up very good points uh, my dad would have a good plus minus if, if that counts but uh, he's so good he, he like I said he, he draws so many players to him and, and just does things that, that nobody else can do and, and uh, so just
just no, no no need to crowd him because when he beats a guy, there's no need to stand right beside him. It's, it's get open and, and bear your chances. So take us inside that meeting that Todd has with all the right wingers at the start of the camp here. What, what got said in there? What happened? Uh, yeah, well, uh, first of all, it was a nice conference. We should be involved in that meeting. Uh, there's there's three or four of us, and he, and he showed us the depth chart and said there's openings here, and, and uh, it, it's uh, it's going to be a battle, and, and the ball's in our court. Whoever wants it, go out and get it. So um, first of all, it was nice to get that confidence from Todd to even have be in that meeting, first of all. And uh, then you kind of just got to take that to heart and, and next practice, next game, proving that uh, how bad you want to be there. I feel like Connor, you know, how would you describe him as a, a captain and a teammate? I get the sense even late in that game he was looking for more for you. Like, you feel like he's pulling for you? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think uh, he's a very, very driven guy, I think. Uh, you come in here today, and it felt like we were in game 82 of the regular season. That's how bad he wanted. That's how bad he wanted to win. So, um, just... Like I said, it's exhibition, and, and he dominated. He's dominated for both games he's been in, and and he's going to dominate for 82 games this season. So he's, he's a very good player, very driven, and, and uh, he showed it again tonight. Ty Raddick thinks keep going in for him. Seven goals in the preseason. He, Pugliarvi, and Yamamoto have combined to score 15 of the Oilers' 27 goals so far. 6 nothing tonight. The Oilers beat the Vancouver Canucks. 780-496-0063. We'll bring Cole onto the show. Hi, Cole. Hey, how's it going? Doing well. Good. Hey, I was just going to make a statement on how phenomenal that 97-93-8 line was. Roddy, Nuge, McDavid. Wow. Well, they had a great game. Were you at the game, Cole? Yeah, we were there. We're just heading home now. So uh, what, now, what are your thoughts on on Ray? I mean, clearly, he, and he's shooting like fifty percent or something insane like that in the preseason. So the the shooting percentage isn't going to continue at that. But how? What's your level of optimism about him being productive long term in the regular season? Oh wow, no, definitely high. I mean, when you and you see nineteen combined points in two games coming from those three guys, you're going to expect big things. That team they played tonight was almost the team they'll play like that's Vancouver's NHL roster for the most part mm-hmm. maybe missing a couple and they're walking all over them so good to see okay Cole I appreciate you calling alright right on thanks that's Cole at 780-496-0063 uh, Reed Wilkins with you by the way Rob Brown uh, he is golfing in Ireland so he better have some good stories when he gets back uh- but you're stuck with me solo tonight. You can also text 630-630. The Big L says, Reed, just my opinion, but Raddy is demonstrating that he is a very intelligent goal scorer. Reminds me of Jonathan Chichu, but hopefully with a much longer shelf life. And Golf Bum, who, uh, Golf Bum, I hope you got out there today. It was a nice afternoon. He says, I disagree about Bouchard sticking. Yes, he has a right shot and offensive sense. But at least three huge giveaways today. Missed assignments with losing his man and not physical enough. Losing puck battles. Sorry, not ready for this year. A couple texts to 630-630. Well, I'll tell you who did look very good today, and uh, that was Cam Talbot. And the Oilers are going to need a solid year from him. He has a 918 career save percentage. He was just 908 last season. But tonight, his save percentage, 100. He gets a 35 save shutout. Here he is. 
from your teammates and had a bunch of saves. I feel like I was overall uh, feel pretty good about that night. Yeah, um, right now, you know, it's it's great to uh, to get the wins, but it's uh, the process and how we're getting those wins. And you go into the third period up a couple goals, and um, you never just want to sit back. And I think that's a good sign for us. We went out, we uh, we kept our foot on the gas, and um, we piled them on there. So that's a good sign for our team moving forward. You feel like you have things pretty dialed in in your game right now. Tom? Uh, I feel I feel really good right now. My body feels good. I feel healthy. Um, and you know, I, I came into camp and um, you know didn't want to have a start like last year. I was extra motivated in the off season. Made sure I uh, got on the ice a little bit extra, stayed in the gym a little bit longer, and uh, made sure that I was ready to go. And I feel good right now. Cam, on the end of the ice, you saw guys like Ty Rowdy step up again. Does that make you want to elevate your game as well? Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things I talk about the process. I mean, you just um, you want to build off of every game uh, in the preseason, make sure that you're ready to start the year. And uh, Ratty and Jesse and those guys, I mean, they're... Uh, um you know they're making a big push, and that's what we need off that that right side right now. So um, those guys coming to camp, they came in ready, and uh, they took their opportunity and they're running with it right now, and that's what we like to see. All right, Camp Talbot has uh, looked good in the preseason. The Oilers shut out the Canucks six nothing tonight. Talbot with 35 saves. So yeah, he's going to be a, a huge storyline this year for the Oilers to bounce back, and uh, as as will the backup goalie position and uh, three preseason games left for the Oilers. I'm going to assume Talbot plays here Saturday afternoon against the Calgary Flames. I'm going to assume he plays in Germany next Wednesday against Cologne, since that's the final preseason game. Um, So then I'm also going to assume that uh, Miko Koskinen plays on uh, Thursday night because they want him to be the backup goaltender. He had an awful outing in the first preseason game against Calgary. Um... I, 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 I've seen a lot of different opinions on, on his play against Winnipeg two nights ago. Uh, I, I agree that, you know, there, there were some good shots by the Jets. And sometimes, you know, the shooter is going to make a, make a good shot. And a couple of power play goals by Winnipeg. Uh, but I also know you got to make the save. So I, I'd like to see him one more time. Now, if that is how it plays out, that means Al Montoya only gets 20 minutes in the preseason. That could happen. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. You can text six thirty six thirty. Adam says, "What are your thoughts on Garrison and Yarabek?" I was impressed by how calm and simple Garrison played. Nothing flashy, just the right and simple plays. That is from Adam. I thought Garrison had a better game than Yarabek. I, I thought, you know, Yarabek probably looked better than he had in his other two appearances, uh, but he's not really standing out to me. I I would pretty much agree with that uh, text from Adam. A calmer game from Garrison, simpler game. He uh, he did have the one pass that got intercepted at the blue line, and that led to Pugliarvi, uh taking a penalty. So that's we'll we'll see how that plays out. Yerbeck hasn't exactly come out come out here and look and look great. Um, he's making a, a million dollars. He's on a one way contract. I I know Stoffer has has talked on his show. And on the face-off show today about maybe there's a mechanism if there's interest in Europe that the that the contract would be terminated terminated, and, and he would go play there. I think Bouchard's here at the start of the year. Um, I think Yerbeck's going to be here at the start of the year and get a chance. So then do they do they have... I mean, Garrison wouldn't make a lot of money, under a million, but do, do they have the money... Uh, to to bring him in 
and then he's kind of around as a six, seven, eight, and a bit of a security blank throughout the season. That's a, a key decision that they're going to have to make. Uh, Bear is still in camp. He didn't play tonight, so I, I would guess he's going to get an, at least another game too. That's, I, I think, a big decision is how that works out. And, you know, I know I know I got the text from the one listener who said no way Bouchard should be on the team. I, I think Bouchard will be on the team at least for a nine-game audition. I, I think he deserves at least that. Part of that is how he's looked at the puck, uh, with the puck, and part of that, unfortunately, is by default, is because other more experienced guys haven't grabbed that spot. But for tonight, I'll agree with Adam that Garrison had a better game than uh, Yerebek. Uh, this texter says, Hi, Reed. It looks like all plays on the power play are dying on Lucic's stick again. Why not put Yamamoto in front of the net? Well, I think the plan is to have Lucic in front of the net as much as possible and not handling pucks on the outside so he's not relied on to, to keep the plays alive. So I, I would think they'll stick with those five left shots and see how that goes for the, uh, for the time being for sure. All right, you can keep the text coming to 630-630. You can also call in 780-496-0063. You are still going to hear from Connor McDavid, who, of course, finds himself on the score sheet again tonight with three assists. We'll also go down to the Vancouver Canucks dressing room, hear from their head coach, Travis Green. The final tonight... Thanks to a ratty hat trick and a Talbot shutout. Edmonton Oilers 6, Vancouver Canucks nothing. We're back after the news. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auction Broadcast Centre. Live from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre, this is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio. 630 That's where his shot much more effective. McDavid through the neutral zone. Wrist shot score. Yes, a Puyarvi. There's the reward. McDavid sets up Puyarvi. His third of the preseason extends Edmonton's lead to three nothing on the power play. And it, the Oilers would go on to beat the Vancouver Canucks sip, six zip tonight. Two from Puliyarvi, hat trick from Raddy, another one from Clefbaum. Nugent Hopkins had two assists, three helpers for McDavid. Jujar Kara had two assists, Lucic, Yamamoto, and Bouchard with an assist each. And, of course, Camp Talbot makes a 35-save shutout. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. 780-496-0063 is how you can reach me. You can also text 630-630. Uh, interesting discussion about some of the uh, depth forward positions. Uh, this texture says Cassian shows zero work ethic. Pretty hard to watch him. Would rather have Kajula instead. And uh, Sean says, Reed, how does Kajula make this team? I don't see how he does. Uh, on merit, he should be in the next round of cuts. Well, Drake Kajula is not going to get cut. I, I, I would highly doubt he would get sent to the minors. Could he uh, wind up in more of a position where he's a 12-13 forward? Well, yes, I think that's very realistic, especially if Alex uh, Chason is signed. You could see uh, he and Kajula perhaps swapping back and forth. Uh, Cassian... Uh, I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't, you know, write off his work ethic because of tonight's game. But he's a, another guy that has to have a better season than last year for sure. How about uh, Tobias Reader showing a couple bursts of speed? Drew a penalty, split the defense again in the in the third period. He, he we're not talking much about him. He'll be an, another new addition that's that's going to be vital. Has speed, 
Uh, he was kind of penciled in on the second line to start the year with Lucic and Dreisaitl, and maybe he'll still be there, but Yamamoto bumped them down today. Uh, Reader goes uh, goes down a line today, played most of the game with Kara Pugliarvi. I, th- I thought he had, a, he had a pretty decent game, and I think he's a guy with a little bit of versatility, can kill some penalties, can probably play on lines two through four depending on uh, on where you need him. Uh, this texture says, well, if the Oilers in the first 10 games don't break 500, we are done. Kiss the season goodbye. All right. Well, nice to see the optimism flowing in and looking uh, a month ahead. That's always nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can text 630-630. I'll get back to more texts. Your phone calls are welcome. 780-496-0063. Let's go down to the visitor's dressing room. Scott Johnson is there with Canucks head coach Travis Green. <laughs> Can you uh, take something in the first two periods, Travis? Uh, when you lose 6 nothing, it, it is hard to take anything positive from the game. But I will say that after the second period, when we talked to our group, we, 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 were, we were okay with how our game was going. I thought we, uh, we had some good chances. We generated some stuff. And obviously some guys are snake-bitten right now and can't get the puck in the net. Seems early to say that. But, you know, we are getting some good looks and not scoring. But... Uh, Obviously, the last 10 minutes, I didn't like it. Is it disappointing on an individual level? Like, when you talked to us before the game, you said it's go time for right. some guys to step up, yeah. and then this happens. Well, I don't think anyone grabbed the ball, that's for sure. A lot of guys just played a hockey game, and, I mean, at this time of the year, you're trying to make a hockey team. You better you better bring something to the table. You didn't have Edler, but you did have six yeah. NHL defensemen yeah. tonight. Is that yeah. a little discouraging? Uh, yeah, um, am I discouraged that we lost 6 nothing? Yeah, yeah, I already said that. When it comes to those chances you talk about creating, what's the difference in your mind for creating those and bearing down on them in terms of talking about uh, guys being stinked? I've said that before. It's not an easy league to score in. Can, uh, there's a reason guys that are paid a lot of money score those goals, and we're going to have to keep, keep working and keep going after it, and hopefully they start to go in. It's a difficult league. We know that. Uh, yeah. Elias is learning on the job. What did you think of his league? I thought his game was all right tonight. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he doesn't have to be flashy every night and have some, uh, you know, highlight reel plays every night. But I thought he played a good, good solid game against a good hockey team. And we played him, didn't hide him. He played against, you know, some good lines. Played against Dreisaitl a little bit. And, did a good job. Can you evaluate Nielsen game like tonight when it was the third period and it was kind of a fire drill? Yeah, it was t- it's tough. I don't want to say that, uh, yeah. you know, I know the way our goalies are. They're competitive and they're. he's going to say that he, you know, when he lets in six, no goalie's happy. But we hung him out to dry for sure in the last 10 minutes or so. I think we had him for five chances in the first 14 minutes and then gave him five in the last five. So, uh, you know, we've talked to our team. Not only are we going to have to find ways to score, but we've got to cut our goals against. And that's that's a team commitment from everyone. And that's not all of a sudden you're down three or four nothing and you're trying to you know create goals that you're not capable of creating by making drop passes or turning it over in the neutral zone or you know doing flybys. And then we started to do that a little bit. And, and in this league. With some skilled players like they have, they're going to make you pay, and they did. Goldobin, Vertan, and Granlin, no bottom line, but they seem to spend a number of their shifts in the offensive zone. Were, were they yeah. all right? I mean, they were all right. I, I don't look at our group and say that anyone jumped off the table and 
you know, you lose 6 nothing, you're not going to sit here and give a lot of guys praise, that's for sure. you got a few practice days now before your last preseason game. Do you expect to be down to your team for Saturday, or are there guys you'd like to get another look at? Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll reassess after today tomorrow and make some decisions. All right, that is Travis Green, head coach of the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, I know a lot of uh, people predicting that they will have uh, a tough season. We'll see how that shakes out. They have some young talent on the roster. Uh, I, I, I think they're going to be uh, a, a dogged team. I think they're going to work pretty hard. I know a lot of people praise Travis Green's uh, coaching. I don't think they have quite the, the talent yet to uh, to seriously challenge for a playoff spot, though I think they'll hang around and be respectable. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with their goaltender. I mean, Andres Nielsen was was here in Edmonton a few years ago. I think at best he's an NHL backup. Uh, Markstrom is there as well. He's been pretty up and down in in, uh, in his in his career. But I think the Canucks will compete hard. I don't think uh, you know they'll have some tough nights in the in the regular season, but I, I don't think they'll be a, a complete free space on the bingo card. Jason says, good evening, Reed. With Koskinen being European, would there be an opportunity that a KHL team would be an option to move him to if Montoya beat him out? With Bob tweeting out the comment about Yerbeck potentially having that option, do you think a KHL team would want Koskinen? Okay, that's a good question, Jason. Uh, first of all, I'll say clearly we hope we don't have to deal with that. Would a KHL team want Koskinen? Well, probably because he's had exceptional seasons in the KHL. I would think, though, given the importance of the goaltending position and what Koskinen was paid to come here for one year, that the Oilers would be uh, reluctant to provide that out. I think he is going to get every opportunity to win or lose the the backup position. Like I was saying earlier, I, I would think he plays... Uh, a full game. I, 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 I guess I'll put it this way. I, I don't think Oilers management and coaching went into this camp viewing it as a contest for the backup position. They they went into camp in preseason viewing it as a way for Koskinen to get ready to play in North America again. So I think Koskinen plays Thursday. I think Talbot plays Saturday and next Wednesday. Uh, they're allowed to take three goalies to Europe, so they probably do that for some security. And then when they get back, Montoya goes to Bakersfield and, and Koskinen's the backup, and, and they see how he plays whenever he's used. I, I really think that's how, that's how that scenario is going to play out. And if he you know, completely stinks, then yeah, after a while, you'd have to send him to the A and, and, and bring Al up. But Probably not that he would ever he would ever wind up in Europe. I don't think. Oilers over the Canucks six nothing tonight to improve to four and one in preseason action. Captain Connor McDavid with three assists. Here he is. Kind of this shoot first mentality that seems working for him. Is that kind of what you see too with his way he's thinking it? I think a little bit of both. Um, you know, he's he's made you know some really really good plays. You saw the first goal. Um, you know, it's a quick quick little shot there that uh, it's tough to stop. Um, his his, uh, his second one, he's going away from the net and spinning. Um, you know, that's that's no easy task either. And um, you know, and it's a real smart play on the on the two on one to to get it over and, and, and stay ready. 
That's Connor McDavid enjoying playing with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Ty Raddy. Raddy with a hat trick tonight. Two of those three goals coming while McDavid and Nugent Hopkins were on the ice with him as the Oilers beat the Canucks 6-0, getting four goals in the third period. The the scratches tonight were Strom, Kajula, McLeod, and Aberg up front, Bear, Benning, and Nurse on defense. Uh, I, I don't. We'll see if McLeod gets into one more game. Uh, Kajula and Strom, I would think, uh, obviously will be playing. Maybe Aber gets one more look, and I, I would think they would want to give Ethan Bear one more game, though I think he likely starts the season uh, in Bakersfield. Uh, you know, you got to love you Oilers fans. Getting a lot of texts about Drake Kajula, who didn't even play tonight. Uh, Dallin says, Drake Kajula, to me, hasn't had a great camp. I know he's here to stay, but would like to see him up his game a little bit more. He's been invisible. Uh, Dallin adds, Cassian is a goon. He will shine for us when the moment is needed. Kajula's only played two preseason games. Uh, he was sick at the beginning of camp and missed a couple of practices. I, I know we've, you know, we're, a little bit of time has passed since then. Maybe there's some lingering effects. I don't know. But Kajula will be an interesting one to watch. A year ago, we were talking about Kajula maybe being able to even play on the second line and score 15, 20 goals, whatever some of the projections were. Now we're talking about him uh, maybe being an extra forward. Kajula, I think the issue is, you know, consistency. He has had bursts where he scored, you know, four goals in six games, three goals in seven games. Got a couple of big goals last year. I I I remember uh, against St. Louis last year, he got the winning goal in the final minute of the game. So he's done some good things, uh, but then he tends to go away for a while. So he's going to be interesting to watch. The way the roster shapes up now, he's clearly not on one of the top two lines. Uh, but like Dallin said, he will be here. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three is how you can reach me on the open line. The texts come into six thirty six thirty. It's ten forty five. Quick timeout. Oilers win six nothing. Canadian Brewhouse overtime open line from the Osmond Auction Broadcast Center. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Now, from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chan. Final score, Rogers place, Edmonton Oilers 6, Vancouver Canucks nothing. Ty Raddy gets a hat trick. Yessi Puglia-Yarvi looking very assertive, scores twice. Oscar Clefbaum gets one in the final minute. Cam Talbot a 35-save shutout. 
Anders Nielsen, 22 saves on 28 shots for the Canucks. Vancouver 0 for 3 on the power play. The Oilers were 2 for 4. Checking the advantage, trailer rentals out of town scoreboard. Blue Jackets beat the Sabres 4-2. The Panthers edge the Lightning 3-2. The Hurricanes win 4-1 in Nashville. Capitals shut out the Blues 4-0. The Red Wings get an 8-6 victory in Chicago. Calgary beats San Jose 7-5 despite falling behind 4-1 after the first period. The Edmonton Oil Kings will host Red Deer tomorrow. Or pardon me, they host Medicine Hat tomorrow, 7 o'clock at Rogers Place. Oil Kings are 2-0 after sweeping Red Deer in a home-and-home series to start the season. So they're off uh, to a nice little jump there. All right, Oilers get by the Canucks 6-0. Let's go down to the Vancouver dressing room. Here's defenseman Michael Delzato. Uh, how do you balance? It's preseason, and ultimately the result doesn't matter. But at the same time, nobody wants to be on the wrong end of that yeah. kind of score. Yeah, no matter what it is, you want to win. I think that's a competitive spirit in all of us, whether we're playing a fun game of shooting the tape ball in the garbage can here. We're all very competitive. Um, first two pairs, I thought we did a lot of good things, actually. Um, we just weren't able to score, and then obviously the third, the, the wheels fell off a little bit. We turned some pucks over, and you know, a team like that with the skill they have, they're going to make the most of it, and they did. You had that one on your stick that kind of went up the middle. I think they're 2 nothing goal. Did... Uh which one? The ratty goal. The PK? The PK? Oh, so we did a good job on that PK. It's just an unfortunate bounce. Bounce in the middle of the ice uh, over Shaw's, and uh, he makes a good shot. I think uh, we got back to the bench after me and Goody, and obviously frustrated, but at the same time, we liked the way we we, we did a good job on the PK tonight, uh, especially with the the talent they have over there. We're very happy with uh, with our performance. I think as the game gone on, went on, uh, me and Goody in general, we, uh, we became better and better and um, happy with the way we were in the D zone. We had some good exits with the puck, and that's what preseason's for. It's, it was an unfortunate bounce, but that stuff happens. Back-to-back nights for this team where you guys have talked about a good 40 minutes and things have gotten away in the third. Uh, obviously, it's still the preseason and you're feeling things out, but what are some of the things as a group you guys can do in your game to try and prevent that from happening and get that 60-minute effort when the games start to count? Yeah, I mean, that's the same thing we preached all last season was getting a 60-minute effort. And you look at the best teams in the league, they provide a 60-minute effort every single night and gives them a chance to win. Um, for us, I think when you're you're playing from behind, you start taking risks in the third period, and if those risks don't pan out, then you end up having odd man rushes the other way and breakaways, two-on-ones, and with how good the league is now, you get up those kinds of opportunities most of, the, most of the time they're in the back of your net. All right, that's Michael Delzato, and he was specifically referring to the Oilers' goal late in the second period when Raddy got a power play goal. And Yeah, I mean, uh, they were doing a pretty good job on the penalty kill. You heard head coach Todd McClellan earlier say uh, that he didn't like the Oilers' power play, and it looked like the Canucks were going to kill that one off. But, yeah, a little bit of a bounce. Uh, Kara and Yamamoto getting a, a couple deflections to uh, to keep the puck alive, Raddy in front. Now, to Raddy's credit, and McClellan said this earlier, he, uh, he got rid of the puck quickly. He's getting the puck on his stick, and if he's in a scoring area, he's shooting it. And that one leaked through uh, through Nielsen, but give Raddy credit for firing away. He gets a hat trick tonight as the Oilers win 6 uh, I am just uh, I'm just looking back. <laughs> so earlier tonight on the Faceoff show, I interviewed Brian Allen, who is, is the guy who designed Gritty, the Philadelphia Flyers mascot. 
And uh, I, I wasn't looking at, at, at uh, text at that time. Uh, Dan from Red Deer uh, says, Reed, uh, you should ask if Claude Giroux's playoff beard was the inspiration for Philly's mascot. Uh, Google playoff pictures, it's great. Yeah, I, I have, I, I did see those, Dan, that uh, people were, were saying that this is the uh, latest evolution of, of Claude Giroux, is that he just added enough hair that now he looks like Gritty. Uh, Dino says, I think Gritty is outrageously awesome. He looks like an Amish Ed Sheeran who has been up all night drinking Red Bull. Wow, that's a lot to process, Dino. But I'll take your word for it that that's what that would look like. Uh, and Mike says they should have had uh, a Hexall, a Hextall mascot. Well, they, maybe they could have recreated Hextall chasing Rob Brown. After he scored that goal in the in the in the playoffs, and Hextall thought he was uh, getting a little too excited about it. Uh, I gotta say this: I, I I don't mind gritty. I don't mind outrageously cartoonish things. Good good for the Flyers. Uh, the New York Rangers. I, I, I if, there's probably somebody at home who keeps track of all this. Maybe in a scribbler, they got a little chart where they write everything in. So to that person, the New York Rangers are now the only NHL team without a mascot. There's some there's some vital information for you. Uh, the vital information in terms of hockey tonight is that the, the Edmonton Oilers question marks have been answered to this point. We'll see going forward, but to this point, right wingers get a huge passing grade. Raddy seven goals in the preseason. Puli Yarvi four. Yamamoto four. They are looking good. Hopefully, they continue to grab these opportunities once the games start to count. Depth defense positions. Uh, Evan Bouchard, so far so good. I I know some of you don't agree with me. I think he's going to be here at the start of the season, and then we'll see how he does. Yerebek uh, clearly has not stood out, though he was steadier tonight, I thought. Garrison had a better game. Garrison in on the PTO. Yerebek has a contract. Garrison has outplayed Yerebek in my mind and a backup goalie. I mean, it's going to be Koskinen. Hopefully he starts to play better. But in terms of Talbot's performance, he was uh, very good tonight. Looked solid. Pucks were uh, hitting him and sticking to him. The Canucks had a couple of flurries in tight, especially in the first period when it was still a tie game and then a one-goal game. And Talbot was taking care of all those, like I said, absorbing the puck, covering it up so he looks like he's back to old form. And again, we say hopefully that continues into the regular season. All right. Three preseason games to go. Next one coming up Thursday night. That's against the Arizona Coyotes here at Rogers Place. We'll have the coverage on 6.30, Chet, starting with the face-off show at 5.30, and the game will start at 7. Bob Stoffer has more on Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. I'll have inside sports from 6 to 8. Oh, how about this, everybody? Rick Flair is going to be on the show tomorrow. That's right, Rick Flair, who's coming to Edmonton to speak in January. He will be on Inside Sports tomorrow night. That'll be fun. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer. Our engineer here at Rogers Place is Troy Bowler. Rob Brown will return for our broadcast next Wednesday when the Oilers are in Germany. On behalf of Jack Michaels and Bob Stoffer, I'm Reed Wilkins. Oilers beat the Canucks 6-0. Get more on 630Ched.com. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auction Broadcast Centre. Have a great night, everybody. 